Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. And now, The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. Serious XM Faction Talk 103. I'm Dan Soder. That's Big J Okerson, our guest. I mean, I'm so fucking pumped. Broadcasting legend. He's got a new book, Everything Reminds Me of Something, Advice, Answers, But No Apologies. Available now, Adam Carolla. Thank you. Yeah. I, I just want to get this off my chest because it's a stream of consciousness sure. that just hopped into my mind. Years ago, people say, what do I look like? And Jimmy would say, Pete Sampras with Down syndrome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I couldn't argue with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just couldn't. And neither did anyone else. But Justin Bieber with a little bit of Down syndrome. That is... See, people don't add Down syndrome. Yeah. They, they Instead, they go, looks kind of cross between this guy and that. No, no, just a little Down syndrome. I'm the future Bieber if he had Downs. If he could yeah. live on his own. DJ Lou looks like his twin brother with Down yes. syndrome. Yeah. No, 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 wait. Not Was it Bieber? What I say? Justin... Uh, Timberlake. Oh, Timberlake. I'll take, Sorry, Timber- I'll I'll take Timberlake. Downs Timberlake Yeah, Downs day. Timberlake. Fucking A. That's, That's solid. Yeah. You know, I would have taken the Bieber one, too. You ever see that guy's pig? It's nice. <laughs> Bieber's hot, but Timber... Okay. Yeah. yeah. Justin Timberlake with just a little... That is that spectrum. The nicest one, not full blown. Uh, Artie Lang You're used functioning. to yeah, functional. Ar- Artie Lang used to say, "I look like the forgotten Manning brother, <laughs> like even more than Cooper, like the one it's that they're like, you tell him." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think I think it's oh, Justin. Like, Fuck yeah, I'll take Downs Downs Justin Timberlake. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, dude. Yeah, he had to stop dating Britney because he kept eating her hair. That's right. <laughs> his, his fucking hugs. And then he'd count the hairs in her hair, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Why don't you ask Jessica Biel how she had to fight off his fucking Iron Man-like hugs? <laughs> yes, yes. He couldn't regulate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't dance because I just fucking feel My too much. My spatial awareness I'm, is bad. I'm too happy. <laughs> it would work. Yeah, I think Downs is the one to have because it's always known as strength and happiness. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day, or actually just was on a podcast I was doing, but I was thinking to myself- <laughs> that's, that's the new 2022 you, you, I was just thinking. I, well, I was on never, a podcast the other You day. never see a, a Down syndrome. I was at a restaurant, had the family with the adult Down syndrome son in there. Yeah. They're ordering. Dad's got a cocktail. Mom's got a cocktail. You Aired don't it. see those people drinking. And my feeling is, is who better to drink- you know, you know what I mean? First off, you're not driving everyone home. No. You know, there's no designated driver. You're also going to enjoy uh, the reruns of Peppa Pig when you get home way more. And you're not flying commercial airliners. No. Like, there's no testing. No responsibility. Society uh, doesn't really ask much. Also, you could correct it. You don't know. Maybe f- fucking seven strong cocktails 
and you're up to like you know i saw an, an episode of gilligan's island where he got hit on the head with a coconut yeah. and he lost his memory and the only thing that brought it back was another hit on the head <laughs> yeah. with a coconut yeah, yeah. and maybe it would start correcting <laughs> yeah, the yeah, syndrome yeah. you go you put a half a bottle of bacardi in this kid he actually starts making sense or, or you become deep. the greatest funnest guy at the bar <laughs> yeah. I wonder how deep in the medical science they got before they figured out the first thing they try wasn't like doing it again and see if it fixes yeah. anything they go a simple thump to the head correct <laughs> this man's silly brain yeah it was like my tv set growing up like if it started walking on you just whack yeah, it just on the side i think they still electrocute your brain as part of a way to like, quote unquote help people yeah I think oh yeah electroshock still happens. therapy but through alcohol alcohol therapy mm. for people with down syndrome i just oh. don't see them drink I think. Oh, I bet there's Christine. Look up drunk Down syndrome person. I bet it comes easily up. find it. I also, bet that comes I think up. we're. Well, we're, that's a, this. The internet is unfair because there's always a few examples of something. <laughs> I would say, by and large, as a group, they drink less than folks who are able-bodied. I think so to speak. I think it goes Down syndrome right above them. Jews. And then everyone else. Yeah, Jews are in the pharmaceuticals. So we start they American always, Indian, we go Irish, and we dip a little too. You can uh, even go like Japanese, they get down. No, but the, watch it. But the <laughs> Japanese, Easy. The Japanese <laughs> have an enzyme where they're like <laughs> intolerant. Really... No, this, is, this isn't eugenics. Like they get flush. Like they're not, they have it with dairy, they, yeah. but they can drink through it. So you So wanna... they just push through. Is that why? But then they get pushed through to where they're just naked businessmen. In a, karaoke in a town square joint. karaoke. Yeah, so I I think, and now we're seeing depictions of drunken down syndrome. <laughs> yeah. There he is. Yeah, I would actually say I would disagree. I think I, I agree. I haven't seen it a lot, but I bet uh, the down syndrome people like drink a lot when they go home. If they don't have like a highly functional life, yeah, I they don't they drink like detectives say, though. They don't have no, like I sad. I feel like it's yoo-hoos and knee-highs and grape <laughs> it's all, sodas. It's and all stuff. silly drinks. It's but, just like stuff nine-year-olds <laughs> like. You know? Capri Suns. I bet when they get <laughs> out, don't give, want, you don't give a kid with anyone on the spectrum a Capri Sun. Trying to get that straw in that bag will fucking. I, I don't think they're the drinking IPAs because that's <laughs> that's not yummy. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's bitter adult weird. Yeah, they they probably want like spicy water as they call it. I think they're going like Dak or maybe some of Snoop's like cotton candy flavored vodka or something. You know, yeah. it's got, got flavor to it. I think the rule would be if you have it on a Mexican vacation, it's yes. perfect. It's right in the palate of people with Down syndrome. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, do you remember, yeah. remember the movie The Other Sister? Yeah. How hilarious and adorable it is when a, a mentally challenged person gets blasted. Oh, so they start singing. They start mouthing the words that don't exist to marching band music oh that was so great <laughs> yeah what was he going like 15 cannons <laughs> but what if it happens what if they go too far in and then you gotta have a sit down mm. i don't think they understand yeah and they would probably love an intervention like all their family and <laughs> yeah, all their friends like, show what? up they're like what you'll, are you doing you'll you'll never have pinata away from the best day of my life <laughs> he goes he goes what are you doing here and they're like sad with letters. You it's can't the, do it's the, the voice. Yeah, you can't. It's, the line. it's the easiest. It's the easiest uh, intervention to get the person who's being intervened on to sit down for. Oh my god! I oh, can't you... believe he goes. What? Yeah. Nice. He goes. There's a pie in there, and he goes. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> easy to beer. intervene. Easy to if intervene. If it gets out of hand. 
But it probably won't. Yeah, but then it's like fucking Hulk with Loki if they go mad. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I can pick you oh, up and oh. toss you through a wall. Like, like a, ripping a family Once apart. in a while, like in the running of the bulls, you see one chops over the fence and gets out and just starts mowing yeah. people down and people are getting hung by their Dude, pants yeah. on it. Tim, like, Tim, 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 Tim. And if you just hear the audio, it's like the end of Grizzly Man where mm. he's like, no, no. That's... <laughs> That's why I would always show up to a Down syndrome intervention <laughs> with a flask of like, you know, peppermint schnapps or sure. something, you know, and I could hold it out like it's yeah. an offering, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, I, and I see where you're going with that, but I think at that point they're too riled up. You need road flares like T-Rex and Jurassic uh, Park. Yeah. You need to be like, over here. You got to really get their attention. <laughs> it's kind of weird that road flares still exist in 2022. You like, need to be an electronic. There's been a horrible accident. The fuel tank's punctured. There's six cars. <laughs> Once you get a stick with fire in it, make sure it can roll. Like, yeah. It can't be square. Yeah. A wind has to knock it under the semi truck. That's like we'll take all these sticks with fire in them. We'll just spread them around the accident. There's no edges at all on no a flare. Edges. Every time a car buzzes by, they roll another eighteen feet toward the dried brush on the side of the freeway. And they're not like easy to put out. You can't just like no. turn it upside down and put it puts out. It's fucking holding that flare. Yeah. Oh, man. He's Roman candles for flares, so it really puts on a nice show. What is, I want to know statistically, Down syndrome with drinking. I feel like it's Under five. Under five percent. No. Drinking problems? I bet it's significantly higher than that. Well, first things first, a lot of them aren't really in charge of their booze destiny, you know? So then it's like getting your little brother drunk. You're saying to, like, your mom, as long as you're going for the, you know, snack wells, could you pick me up a handle (laughs) of vodka, too? And she's probably not going to do it. Yeah, the shopping cart, shopping for an alcoholic Down syndrome, Mm. and they're like, the... uh, the plus size family pack of gushers and the handle of Barton's. <laughs> I need a I need a roll of styrofoam that's on the sharp edges of my furniture and <laughs> oh a newborn <laughs> yeah. you know, well. and some Captain Morgan's please. <laughs> I like the spices <laughs> dude yeah just fueling up someone with downs and then being like this is either going to be real fun or real dangerous but I bet Christine you have any statistics on that looking i don't even think they keep stats on it i got a laminate in my car but it's back in la so I, I, <laughs> it's like one of those it's like one of those black chip blackjack cards i use yeah. it for tipping at restaurants <laughs> you know, you're gonna be surprised because autism is all the way up here on the alcoholism <laughs> thing down syndrome all the way down here mm. yeah, yeah. Well, you got nothing else going on like your nights are lonely especially if you're uh, mentally challenged and also understand that you get horny and can't really satiate that in any way. I can see drinking away that pain mm. on a nightly basis for sure. I could see where the booze and the horny intersection was problematic. Oh, for yeah. the, fucking hey, parents. And, that's a road oh, yeah. flare rolling into a tank yeah. of gas. Yeah. That's probably a good <laughs> what reason. You, a to... hot sister and a Down syndrome drunk brother yeah. downstairs. I'm just going to tell you right now, that's not Brazzers. That's more of a nightmare. <laughs> Did you see the Taboo series? <laughs> Quite enlightening. Yeah, Kay Parker was like, it was never supposed to evolve to this. It's <laughs> a pity. Yeah. You know okay, I... get out of here. I'm taking a shower, God damn it. God damn it, your, your hands are strong like a gorilla. <laughs> what, what I learned from the Taboo porn series is... You'd have a difficult time eating your sister's pussy if you just talked to her about it. But if you snuck up on her yeah. about five happening. seconds in and she looked down, yeah. she'd kind of go like, oh, okay. The first time I well, saw- my brother's already eating my pussy. Might as well finish. We're eating right. the shit for this right. anyway. Yeah, dude. We're already... Well, that's like... Uh, now you start seeing... Do you see the Ricky Martin shit that happened? Oh, yeah. 
He's facing up to 50 years. In for eating Kay Parker's pussy? <laughs> <laughs> for eating what? that old snacks, dude. She doesn't know what's going on. This guy doesn't even enjoy it. No, Ricky Martin was having uh, a relationship with his nephew yeah. and got into a domestic dispute. It's it's incest, plus he's facing... Tio Ricky. He's no right. <laughs> yeah. We can't do this. You are at my... Tio Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, Babito. Yeah. Your dad told me to come by. This would be cool. But they were in like a relationship, I think. Yeah. So it's fine. And that's where I say the damage that Taboo did. Yeah. It made this kind of thing okay. Wow, this is like stepbrother. Stepmother porn. He's not going to last long in prison. That's La Vida Loca. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, he is. He'll find his market, and then he's going to play to them. Oh, my God, dude. The Latin kings are like, we're getting the hottest bitch in the game. You go be a nice, smooth boy butt for one (laughs) gang, you're theirs, and and they will protect you. Oh, my God, dude. He's going to do license plate frames (laughs) (laughs) or bumper stickers. Because that's profound, what you just said. He's my Jack Handy. (laughs) He just comes up with sayings where you're like, Wow. So he. All right, wait a minute. What's illegal? He. He had incest with his 21-year-old nephew. It ended a seven-month relationship. Oh, uh-huh. Two kids. And apparently the nephew broke up with him. Old Uncle Ricky didn't take it well. Uh-huh. And beat him up. Wow. Is that what happened? He's getting, like, domestic oh, abuse Oh, wasn't charges. he just got caught? He got beating no. up? Yeah, he, like... Domestic abuse. Domestic abuse. And it's now he's facing... Funny. In Puerto Rico, apparently, like, incest is... Uh, they're not cool with it. <laughs> really? They're not that oh, tight over there. Oh, oh, look who stepped into the 21st century. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you open up your mind? Yeah, so it's not celebrated like it is here in the States. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> South of the Mason-Dixon line really is, uh, is incest with the nephew, though, like a little light, you know what I mean? It's not sister. It's yeah. not Kay Parker. Is it his sister's junior. kid? I don't know. Or is his that brother's I don't kid? Know. That's a big mm. question. If it's your brother's kid, them's his fighting words. Do well, they you think Puerto Rico sort of adds a few years for gay? Yeah. Yes. Like if it's a dude and a young chick, not yeah. so much. You probably have to do like uh you have to do a confession. Like they're still that like mm-hmm. religious. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, No, no, no. Right. You've tainted the blood of Christ. I'm from LA, so we have Mexicans, but we don't have Puerto Ricans, so I don't know a lot about the culture. We have we When have you're doing stamp though, we just we did find out though, if you just switch in each coast to that thing, it'll play the same. Mm. <laughs> just say that thing. Yeah, it's really anything just I would like, say anything I would say Puerto Rican and when I go to LA I just go Mexican and then fill in the blank. Right, every like, oh, yeah, we get it. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, as someone that's that, good. I lived in Arizona for five years and the Mexicans here for some reason much smaller than the Mexicans in Arizona and California. Oh really? There's, Here? Yeah. When I worked in a restaurant, they were all tiny, and I was like, "Where's where's all the guys that are my size?" Hmm. Maybe they're tiny they're, here? Yeah. And not in Arizona? Here, no, man. Arizona. I always think they're tiny where theory. they have to hide from the sun. I thought they have to be away from the sun. <laughs> the smaller ones are more smuggleable, <laughs> so they can wow. travel further That's from true. the border, they, right? They the wham. rangy ones. Yeah, they go. We got it. Listen, we're dropping you off in Phoenix. They can't get. They can't get that far without being <laughs> yeah. spotted. You're right. Best case, you got These New York ones, you can get a baker's dozen in a U-Haul. <laughs> yeah. Easy. You can, you can Pop them open. Their travel size. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> They're like Tic Tacs. Do you think that's how the Do you think that's how the coyotes look at them? They I think go, it's based on like uh, you know, like at Disneyland where they yeah. have Mickey's arms sticking out. It's like, all right, you're going to the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, you're hey, stretch. Go. You're sticking. You're staying in Texas. Do you think they have one guy that weighs people like a carny and he just picks them up and he's like, send well, him to Vermont. I am told, but perhaps <laughs> I can sit in the front of the van. He goes, I can't have you sit in the goddamn front of the van. I'm smuggling no, you, dude. Come on. Okay. You're oh. getting paid by the head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, There's only so many that can fit in the steak bed truck. Go, right? I, got a, I got a cart of eggs in the back. 
it, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, practically. Practically. But when I moved here, I was like, they're all tiny. And then I went back to Arizona, and I was like, man, it's... Well, you know, now you know why. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it's also good here, because you guys... I mean, I'm no sociologist, but I can't explain most things. Yeah. So, A, it's about height and smugglability. It's a sure. word. You got to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> second. There's just a coyote right now in his truck smoking a black cigarette going, he's not wrong. He goes, finally, someone maybe was able to verbalize it. Because <laughs> this guy's really putting a fucking, this guy's putting on a spit on it. I wish I could put down in a book. The second reason yeah. is L.A., Arizona, you know, these guys work in restaurants. Arizona, a lot of closed kitchens. New York's got an open floor style. We can see through into the pizza, yeah, the brick sure. oven and stuff. We need the short Mexicans hiding back there. And then the <laughs> yeah. tall white guy back there working the pizza oven. Taking the credit. So, right, because... You know, if it's a Scandinavian place, yeah. you don't you don't want this thing inherit populate with Mexican midgets <laughs> yeah. out there doing cooking all the sling and all the hash back there. Yeah, so, you want the one sous chef that's actually from Oslo, right? Who's like, that's I made right. your dish. It wasn't twenty Mexicans. <laughs> right. It is the funniest when I found out that like comedy clubs, particularly, especially once they have like a nice menu to some degree, they do that. They hire a chef to make the menu. And then teach eighteen Mexicans how to do it, right? So you know, goes, yeah. all right, I have to go make a gazpacho, and then like, they, just, yes. like, they, have all the, they know all these like gourmet recipes, but that's it. One of the greatest parts of waiting tables in New York is watching a struggling broad Broadway actress lose her shit on some four foot nine line cook that has a right. little power at the end of the dinner mm -hmm. shift, mm -hmm. where she's like, "I ordered it forty five minutes ago." He's like, "No, I don't know." Yeah, <laughs> he's just like I need it for table three sixteen, and he goes, "That's not gonna happen." I need my bed. Yeah, and she's like, "Enrique won't make it. He won't fire the dish." And you're like, "This guy's been waiting for this power since yeah. he got fucking smuggled here." Oh, ever since that twenty nine hour van ride, <laughs> <laughs> where they gave him two bottles of Avion, and we're like, "Just hold, hold Listen, on." Listen, La Blanca. Yeah, I don't have it, dude. Watching struggling actors when you wait tables in New York, more than like L.A., it's everyone's in the business. Mm -hmm. But New York, everyone specifically, like I was a comic and there was a couple people that did other stuff, but they were mostly Broadway. Mm -hmm. And that's a different kind of actor than L.A. Because L.A., they're like car dealer. They're like, they want to schmooze you and be like, let's work together. I got to I gotta say, though, yeah, most everyone I was at, the Groundlings, Acme Theater, stand-up, whatever, they were all waiters and yeah. waitresses because that was sort of the, you know, the job. But yeah. I work construction. And... Construction, I dug ditches, demoed out stucco, you know, like we crawled under buildings and dug footings yeah. with a coffee can and shit, like really dirty, grimy stuff. But if there's three of them and me, they'll talk about how backbreaking and difficult and grueling waiting tables is. And they'll go, oh, you with your roto hammer busting out your footings. Have you ever had a guy yeah. whose nachos were so specific there wasn't enough room and a steno pad to get it all? And don't get me started on drink orders. And I when they like, have the numbers on you, they they would gang up. Yeah, they tell you about how. And I, I'd be like, I didn't work with a soul. I worked alone. You'd be up on a roof stripping the tar for nine hours, and they'd go, "You didn't have to deal with people." <laughs> like that was their. their <laughs> you were in Vietnam, man. You yeah, were their a... biggest argument was they had to deal with people who wanted shit from them. Yeah. That's kind of the job, you know. Yeah. People show up. Oh, they and were they mad tell you to get stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they were mad for having to wait on people. They didn't like people. They didn't like being like ordered around. They didn't it like bossy people. It's a specific kind of shit you got to learn how to eat but i would say 
you have air conditioning. Like, sure. that's the Mason-Dixon line. Like, people who work in the South at chicken rendering plants and stuff. <laughs> it's not a lot of cool air blown into that. Air conditioning, when you work outside and you work tough jobs, like the yeah. kind of weather it's out there now and you're on the road crew or whatever, just the air conditioning alone Massive. is reason enough to want to oh, head yeah. inside. One of my favorite things that Adam used to do on Loveline was when you had someone, a guest on, that kind of did some work or whatever that would work with their hands, you would always test them in a funny way when they'd be like... They never knew. They never knew. He'd be like, what kind of screw do you use on that? You're framing a door. What kind of screw do you use on that? And they'd be like... They would come in and be like, I like tools. And you'd watch Adam well, just walk them no, down. It, it was Ty Pennington from... Uh, uh, Stream Home Makeover? Yeah. And Adam's like... A guy who's done everything and so you're listening to him and you're like he knows what he's talking about i i knew that guy was a fraud like day one and and they oh what happened okay the reason there was he looks like a singer for the goo goo dolls <laughs> it never, never made sense to me that he was like the man's man <laughs> yeah. the house there was apart. bad blood because they called me in to like audition for it like you're gonna host this show because I legitimately was a journeyman carpenter, yeah. and then I was a comedian. So it's like I was the only guy that had the-, the oh, I heard you read your income, the Social Security income thing on the air several times. It's one of my Ty favorite Ty he fucking jerks off to Rascal Flat CDs. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> so, he's still got a flavor saver in 2022. <laughs> so he was- uh, So I went, in, I went in there, and they were like, oh, man, we got this guy already. He's leading, but we want you to be part of his crew. And I said, oh, I, I thought I was auditioning to host the show. No, no, he needs a crew. His name is Ty Penny. He's the funniest guy, and he's a great carpenter. He's an expert what, what carpenter. Did you, what did you take more offense to, the he's hilarious or he's the expert carpenter? I was like, he may be one or he may be the other, but he's not both. Yeah. Nobody has a real skill, journeyman carpenter type skill, and is super funny, <laughs> except for me. I'm the only guy that does that. And That's they're like, fair. no, no, he's super funny. And I I just passed on the show, and he came on Loveline like five years later, Yeah. and I asked him a couple of questions. And the thing about carpentry is, you know, people go, oh, it's handy, but it's really, you have to know code, like yeah. a nailing schedule on shear wall. You know, I know what the schedule is in the field, on the seams, you know, doing layout, two by four, 16 on center, 24 on center. Like, it's just a bunch of codes that yeah, you're you know. Talking, you're talking to the thing that I, Jay and I No, I know for sure, up. but explain it to Dan. Oh, we both grew up without Do dads. Doorways <laughs> in, in residential houses shit about are nails. six, eight. <laughs> 80, 80 inches, 6'8". Yeah. So feel sorry for any guy who's 6'9", because he has to duck in every <laughs> residential house. But there's just a bunch of standard stuff. So I was saying to, to Ty, like, give, you know, just tell me layout. Just tell me whatever. Height on a door. Yeah. Thick, there's thickness doors, interior, exterior doors, hinges, four inches on the exterior, three and a half on the interior. It's like, it's all stuff you would know if you did it for 10 minutes. You would have to know yeah. all of that. He knew none of it. He what just was, knew none of it. Was he just like, oh, I don't. He, uh. he, the only two, the only person that knew less was Kelly Osborne knew less about World War II and Ty Pennington knew, knew about carpentry. I thought you were going to say she knew less about carpentry. Goes, like, oh, 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 he never taught me how to lay a door. <laughs> What's like, a framing just, nail? Just Ozzy at home going, if it's a 6 eight, you're going to know the scheduling of how you nail to the wall. <laughs> All the Osbournes are proficient carpenters. Now she, <laughs> you got to put another choice up in there. How I, are you doing that? There's not a split, right? I said women know nothing about World War II. 
and she said, I know everything about World War II. And I said, how do you know everything about World War II? And she said, my dad was born just after the Blitz in London, I don't know, 48 or yeah. something. And and he watches World at War, and I watch every episode with him, and I know everything about World War II. And I said, okay, who fought against who? Like, who's <laughs> allied and actors? And by the way, I don't. we're, we're not going into Australia and, and yeah. Taipei. We're, we're not just, even getting into Swedish give, being neutral. Give so me the top yeah. two, the top three, on, top two on each side. Good guys, bad guys. And Go. she goes... Oh, that's a trick question. <laughs> what? what? It's a trick question. It's the old, it's the beginning question to know if we should ask any any more questions. And she's like, that's a trick question. She stood by her guns. I'm like, you do not know anything about World War II if you don't know who fought in World War II. And she said, I'm an expert in World War II. That was a trick question. And I was like, I'm taking crazy pills now. This is insane that you don't know this. I by the way, I would say I would absolutely... If you were like, name anybody else involved in World War II besides Hitler by name, like, wow, that's it. But I think that's a genius (laughs) way to get out of anything when someone's like, you don't know about that, and then like, ask me a question, and then you just go, that's a trick question. Yeah. And they're like, what? That's not a fucking trick question. Right. That's just just frustration. You can't go, well, here's the question you don't know. He goes, fuck this show, man, actually. (laughs) But it's like going, I'm an expert on the NFL. Okay, who's Walter Payton? Okay, if you're going to go for some deep cut for some obscure guy who never played a down in the league. No one even knows who that is. cut from the practice spot. Yeah, that's a trick question. No, one one of the funniest things ever, uh, a friend of ours and their uh, uh, girlfriend been together for a while, and we were talking about, I was like saying how like, Christine's picking up football a little bit over the last few years, but like I have to kind of re-explain the sport almost every year. Like someone with Downs and alcoholism, slowly <laughs> and, picking and our, it up. And Still waiting buddy, for those numbers. Dude, this made me laugh so hard because he wouldn't let it go. Our buddy's girlfriend goes, she goes, oh no, I actually know uh, football like quite well. And this is him going, quite well? Like he just couldn't believe she said that. Yeah. And I think the first thing was just like, how many points is a touchdown? I think she was like, seven. And he's like, quite well. You say you know. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right. All right. You're already off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and also the follow up thing is, oh no, it's six because then there's like the kicky thing, and you're like, that doesn't help. Yeah. But what would that be doesn't great, help quite well. What would be great about that is if she like had a bonehead answer on that, and she's like, and the kicky thing, and she goes, now nah, you're talking to soft cover too. You're looking at corners. <laughs> you're looking at corners dropping back. You got a guy reading half the field. You got to look at the middle linebacker's goes, eyes. If, if that mic is not in hook to curl. Whole thing's off. Whole thing's off. Stud and Baker there to <laughs> shut the window. She goes, now, I, I don't know if you're looking at the fourth position, but if you have them stunting on the line, you're breaking through. Now, with the kicky thing, it <laughs> is worth one point. You know where the, you can kind of tell the Mason-Dixon on Do We Know Football is calling the center the hiker. Yeah, that's... If you hear hiker... Or anybody that's juiced about him touching his butt. Mm-hmm. They're like, does he have to touch his butt every play? And you're yeah. like, you don't follow this sport. Or they think they've arrived with an original homophobic joke about yeah. him, you know, tied in. <laughs> <laughs> Wide receiver. That's yeah. never been done. Somebody should, maybe it's been done, but someone should write like uh, an explanation of football for chicks like Cliff Notes because there's got to be a better way. I'm so bad at trying to explain when you get beyond 10 yards, Yeah, it's first and 10 there. Yeah, they and should. Then like, but like, mm. if you get like fifteen, you know what I mean. And then it's like, oh, it's, it's it turns over again to a first. It's just like it's very hard to see that it keeps resetting. That's what yeah. I seem to have a hard time explaining. They should come up with that for women, and then for men explaining all the Real Housewives, mm. like that kind of like a just a 
one, yeah, one a like a printout sheet, like a printout sheet where you're like, okay, we don't like her because she did this, and then this wife did this. Got the it. Other, <clears throat> the other tell is when you're watching male or female and the stripe that's imposed on the field mm-hmm. for the first down they think is painted yes. on, and they're like, how do they know if it isn't 10 yards every time, how do they know from where to put the stripe in advance? Like, there's always yeah. that. There also should be some technology involved in that at this point to what make a perf- to make a first down never have to be measured anymore. It's on un- well, well, they have a chain. I want to take a turn for the racial here, but we it's like fourth down. It's a yard and a half. There's a minute and a half left. They're going to go for it because they're just outside of field goal range. If they don't convert it, game over. No playoffs. Blah blah blah. And so we have to go back and look in slow motion and see if the guys move the pile or push yeah. the ball forward or whatever. The ball's the exact same color as the dude's forearm. Yeah. And the guy's got a big forearm with the exact same color ball in it. And it's yeah. like you're showing it again. Like it's in the scrum. I can't see the tip of the ball. Become subjective. Either make the ball a different color yeah. or these guys got to wear like some pretty high gloves. Or all the players should be white. You yeah. heard it here Whoa. first. Everybody. Adam Kroll wants an all white NFL. <laughs> <laughs> if they, yeah, if they want a lot of field goal kicking on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a rousing game of nine to three. Didn't Lamar Jackson do that recently on the Ravens? He wore like a white sleeve on his arm. Probably. And then they put it forward and they were like, oh, that's a good idea. And they like yeah, killed whoever said it was like, it, that's a good it's, idea. It's hard to pick out. I feel like there has to be a technology that can say if the ball has crossed that point of the field. Uh, like a sensor? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get there. I mean, it's got to be here. What's crazy We is, don't have flying cars. Y- yeah, I mean, for real. So I think we could at least have no Oh, we necessary- could do it. I mean, we could do it like we could do baseball, you know, we could do strike, it. Like an actual yeah, strike like versus build a umpire. Yeah. Well, yeah, human error is part of what sports is. But, we, good, but not, kinda, in the, not in the, uh, I always feel not in like the refereeing, though. That sucks that a referee can like change we, a game completely. I mean, you look at that, uh, when was that NFC Championship game a couple of years ago, that pass interference call that ended Rams. up. Yeah, that cost yeah. them the game. And you're like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. That that's a human error that you could just watch back and be like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah, the, my biggest beef with the NFL is the catch and the guy lands on both feet and he starts to tuck it and then the safety blows him up and the ball's in the air and then they're like review it and they're like no catch yeah and they're like why he didn't make a football move yeah I was like the ball was thrown to him <laughs> and he caught it. I'm going to tell you this right now. Every move he's made on the field has he, been a football move. He runs move. a 4 yeah. he, he That was made... more of a dancer's plie. Yeah, you go, you know what I liked? The post corner was perfect. It was just that he didn't do a little extra at the end. <laughs> my thing is, all right, so here's my experiment. If the cornerback was never born, would the guy still be holding the ball? Would, he, would it be a catch? And yeah. the answer is yes, because he caught it. Yeah. And then he got blown up. Which is the most exciting play in football. Now it's a live ball. Yeah. He caught it, and then the guy timed it, and he blew him up. The idea that you caught it, put your feet on the ground, started to tuck it, but didn't strike the Heisman pose. Yeah. You have to find out if he goes, goes, I then started thinking about going left, which is <laughs> right. pretty important. So we're going to have to sit down with a deep interview and see what this guy was thinking at that moment that he lost half his brain cells because that hit was so the hard. The ball was thrown at 40 miles an hour, you reached up, you caught it with both hands, then got and crushed. now you started to tuck it in and got crushed. That is 
the ultimate yeah. illustration of a football move. Well, now they're doing it with all these rules to protect the quarterback or protect the wide receivers, where you're getting guys that are their whole life is trying to get past this fucking mountain of a man and tackle this quarterback, and now they're having to stop and tackle him specifically in a way where they're like, he hit the quarterback too hard. Right. They hit like Nick Bosa had a couple sacks last year where they're like, he was too mean. We're gonna fight right. him oh, for yeah. that. Yeah, there's some bad. You are uh, your favorite sport, if I'm correct, boxing. I, I like yeah, UFC. I like boxing. I, like I was going to say, has UFC replaced? I used to really like boxing. The yeah. UFC just took it over for me. I like UFC is better in that there are no, there are no real bad fights. Yeah. You know, boxing, you have to kind of wait around. Like, I've heard of this guy. I've mm. heard of this guy. There's bad blood. UFC could be deep undercut, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, an under, amazing under fight. Card, and it's, oh, it's like, uh, UFC is like chicks in front of a bar fighting like is yeah. there a bad yeah. one like, i'm not i'm not going anywhere i'm not getting into the uber till somebody's extensions get pulled off <laughs> my yeah. old my old roommate uh if you want to get into boxing live with an older italian man i lived with mike vecchione and i would come home and he would be watching he was so into boxing he'd be watching like triple g's uh interviews from gyms so really? it's just on YouTube. So you mm -hmm. walk in and you think he's being, he's watching like ISIS videos. Right. Because it's just like <laughs> screaming in a language I don't understand. And he's like, Triple G's getting ready for this fight. He's pretty good. And you're like, this isn't mainstream at all. Boxing used to be the thing. I know. And then now it's like you got to go watch weird YouTube videos to get caught up on who's good. I don't even know if Gennady Golovkin's they're fighting. Fi they're supposed to fight. He's fighting Canelo Alvarez again. Oh, really? I think they're doing a third match. Yeah. It, I got out of boxing around Zab Judah time. Yeah, he, was, he ruled. <laughs> It is, it is kind of a thing where if you look at boxing versus martial arts or, or mixed martial arts or UFC or whatever, it's just it's just kind of more of the same. It's like, you like fries? Yeah. You like chili on your fries? Yeah. <laughs> you want some cheese on that? I do. Okay. You want some jalapeno? <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. We'll have more of what, what I like about fries. Joe List had this great joke that he did for a while where he was like, UFC is like they watched the WWF and they were like, we're just going to do that for real. Right. Everyone was like, oh shit, they're actually doing this for real. Yeah. It's wild. Such a wild thing. Anytime an interviewer talked to like those UFC guys, he said Mickey, got Mickey Gall on uh, mm -hmm. Skanks last week, and like I see him, he's such a go. He's a friend at this point. Yeah, like I know him pretty well. Um, and you still can't get my idea around the like or my brain around the idea that at some point he walks down a thing to like fight a guy who's as trained as him, if not more, or something. You know what I mean? Like it's such a weird. Uh, like, I, I boxing was was scary also, but like. Yeah. Uh, like with the gloves and everything, it's just not quite. Unless you're, like I said, you're getting like there's those devastating like Mike Tyson, young Mike Tyson's, where gloves meant nothing, right? Almost, yeah. but for the most part, like you know, it's not a. I mean, you know, I know over the long term, it's like more damage because it goes longer. They say where that that argument is, mm -hmm. but like, uh, but yeah, man, fucking a UFC is so much more. Well, like, yeah. Although the, I think the, UFC the is... science isn't on UFC, and they the, the years are coming for that because they're always like it's not as dangerous in the long term. He goes. Maybe it is. Yeah, the I UFC, don't know if it's not. It's not good for you. The UFC is <laughs> a lot more exciting in that when you'd watch fights and you'd see the first couple of rounds and you'd be like, oh, you know, Larry Holmes is on his game and his jab's working and this guy's got no answer for his jab. You know, Tex Cops got yeah. no answer for Larry Holmes or whatever. It's like, oh, it's going to be a long night. Yeah. You know, Tex Cops is going to eat jabs and and crosses for the rest of the night and it usually 
kind of goes down that path. You know, it's almost like a football game or like when the Patriots are at the height of their powers yeah. and oh, they're playing the Colts and they score the first three times they get the ball and the Colts kick a field goal or something like right, there's nothing they're going to do. Yeah, here. we're just going to watch them turn down the clock. UFC is that guy's eating jabs. Oh, that guy's on his back now. Yeah. Oh, he's now got him. He's got his legs up on. Oh, he's doing an arm bar. Like, yeah. like he's. There's so many ways to lose. Yeah, and it's somebody that's, that's also the females, like the female UFC, is actually legitimately like a good watch and entertaining a lot of the times. And uh, like female boxing was. I mean, you're already putting those feather fists and now into a big glove. No one's going down ever. (laughs) Right, right. I'd rather watch a slap fight between children. It's insanely long and boring. Is there any girl boxing that wasn't a decision? Has it ever happened? Also, just now with like uh, when you see fighters and you're just like, they know how to do so many things. Because UFC originally was like style versus style. And now everybody's just fucking shit up. Everybody could choke you out or beat the shit out of you. I do miss that. It is A ninja versus a sumo wrestler. Yeah, it is the mix. Yeah, it used to be second guy's kickboxing you'd be able to do that guy's greco-roman or whatever and you could kind of see do you remember you know, the boxer style. that wore one glove yes keith isn't that the keith yeah, whatever guy like, ufc one and he just has one glove on you're like that's so fucked up this guy has to fight with a glove on he doesn't have really? to he just chose to yeah everything in that time was you could chose to do it you could wear a gi not they, a gi yeah. you could wear whatever you wanted yeah he chose a boxing glove there for was some a reason. there was a canadian guy possibly my favorite guy of all time just white trash wore a cutoff shirt and karate pants and just fought like a son yeah, of a bitch that's the keith whatever guy yeah, right keith, you want to kick the, he kicked the sumo wrestler no that's stuff. a different guy that was a guy who had a shaved head this guy was <laughs> no, like that's you, what i'm thinking of i know you're talking he, ufc three he he yeah and he would just fucking elbow and he would hit in a way like he'd fight like a child like a giant child he was like your karate teacher that would try to fuck your mom <laughs> even though you're still, she's still with your dad <laughs> he goes so, i can throw in a toss toss in a couple of lessons sensei robert why are you here this morning <laughs> uh no, came uh, by uh, collect payment for your mom for your karate lessons black belt waiting for you out in the car. Just <laughs> <laughs> go out there. Check. See if it fits. Uh, <laughs> go see, hey, go, champ, I was bringing your black belt over. I was complimenting your your windmill style <laughs> to your mom. She says you're really progressing. I was talking about the way you cry whenever you get hit slightly. is <laughs> so, actually pretty awesome. I got some technique for your mom called Jack's On, Jack's Off. <laughs> We're going to go upstairs to Sensei Rob's dojo. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you... I, I didn't leave your shoes on. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, you can disrespect my house. Leave your shoes on. Um, the best thing I ever saw in the UFC is I hate guys with long straight hair and ponytails because I'm kind of jealous, like from junior high. Sure. Yeah. And there's a guy who had that long blonde, it looked like G.E. Smith, the band leader from yeah. SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, G.E. Smith in the Saturday Night Live Came band. up there with this big pony, blonde ponytail back before they had rules, and the guy fought just grabbed that thing like a fucking piece of Samsonite handle. You know, <laughs> just grabbed it one hand, and he never let go. Like, imagine yeah. you're fighting with a handle on your <laughs> that's head. A, that's it's every a, girl fight. A handle, and he just grabbed it one hand and just started throwing knees while that. he just took the ponytail, and it was like... I was like every bad day I ever had in junior high for being called like Jufro or Brillo Head or anything at all. I I wept openly. Like it was like so cathartic. Kill him. I have my champion. Kill him. I finally have my champion. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. We got to take another break. Adam Carolla's new book, Everything Reminds Me of Something Advice Answers But No Apologies, available now at Adam Carolla. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and 
producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Real quick, let's talk about one of our awesome sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Metro by T-Mobile. Mmm. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine printer bills that seem to go up for no dang reason at all? I hate that. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this. But at Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal. So here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited-time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada, yada, yada. Go to Metro by T-Mobile right now and switch while you can. That's Metro by T-Mobile, nada, yada, yada. You don't think I'm a sports guy. Oh. But I am a sports guy, but you don't have to be a stats guy. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know everybody to use this. And I'm excited. Prize picks, Prize picks dude. I get, to, I get to actually go on and have fun. It is with, self-explanatory. With sports, and it's easy to use, even if you're an expert. If, but if you're a novice like me, football season, it may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Quite simply, this is easy enough for Chicks and Bob to use. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks right now, America's number one fantasy <laughs> sports app. Gamble on it. <laughs> and Bob, where you can turn your hoop knowledge into serious cash. I don't have that much knowledge, but you know what? You don't need it. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. I know what that means. Yeah, well, it's pretty amazing. You're just going against the projected stats yeah. of two to six players. It's great. A more or less. That's it. So if they say LeBron James, uh, 30 points tonight, you're picking. He's going to get more or less than that. More, only. That's it. Quick 31 points, you win. Yep. 29 points, you lose. Yeah. 30 points, I think, is a push. And you know what? You can turn $10 into thousands of dollars, which I love with the NBA, NHL, college basketball entries today. Listen, conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketballs are, are getting closer. Be part of the action on prize picks for both men and women and, and Bob. Bob. College basketball prize picks even uh, offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets hurt. Tomorrow's uh, live show, I would say Bobby's projected farts are four. I'm going to go with more than that. Oh, my God. I'm hitting the over on Bob Farts on Monday. Yeah. yeah so you want to be in on this? Download the app today and use code BONFIRE for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code BONFIRE, B-O-N. F-I-R-E for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, real quick, let's talk about one of our amazing sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Babbel, everybody. You know, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. 
If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, and Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold to date. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Bobby. What's up, Jay? How are you? I am doing bueno. Bueno. Yeah. That's what I learned from Babbel so far. I learned bueno. Bueno. Want to know what I learned from Babbel? Buenos noches. Non paletano molto bene. What? Scusi. You watch your mouth. Bueno notte. Omerta. Buenos Aires. <laughs> La Costa Nostra. Roberto. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bonfire. Get 55% <laughs> off at babbel.com slash bonfire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bonfire. Rules and restrictions may apply. And now, back to the bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. I mean, welcome back to the Bonfire Sirius XM Faction Talk 103. I'm Dan Soder. That's Big J Okerson. Our guest, Adam Carolla, hanging out. Uh, been awesome to have you on the show. As oh, we were yeah, talking off fine. air, you know, I had to bring up the fact that I board opt Loveline. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be a point with uh, with people where you're like, do you get sick of it ever? You're like, I get it. You board up Loveline. <laughs> no, I, you know, in a, in a way when I do interviews or I talk to people and, you know, they go, he did this doc and that movie and he posted this and created crank yankers or whatever i kind of sit and listen and go oh that's cool yeah that's cool that was me like it all feels like a dream from a million years ago yeah and in in a way it it, it exists but it doesn't exist because it's kind of all in the ether you know it's not reruns of friends or the office or something sure. it's just you talked it went to the ether went to someone's ears so the only yeah real chance to to like market in territory or in history is your young ears remembering it oh, dude, you know I mean, what i mean you know jay was jay we were both talking about how jay would drive up to new york from philly and catch the first half and then drive back and catch the second half of love line and i remember coming from open mics in tucson being late to kfma being like can you start love line for me i got up late at the open mic and i'm fucking hurrying back do you have a do you have a guest that you hated the most on i mean there's gotta be someone and you, you didn't really oh, have to yeah. hold back too i mean the show was like so well like if someone was a dick you could tell them they were a dick right Were you like beholden to anybody there were like bands like random bands like blur and the cowboy junkies and some weird <laughs> oh, what bands was it? That... the darkness i remember the darkness yeah they're did, like, like one call and they're like we're not suited for to do this right. we need to leave they would get up and leave and <laughs> stuff and i i was always hoping they would leave because it was just like more mic time for me i wasn't interested <laughs> in their stupid bands you know i hated the guests you know yeah so like <laughs> i i would have things like god i'm thinking oh what's his name the guy killed himself from like Soundgarden. Oh, or Chris Cornell. Cornell. Yeah, was it? No, it was before Chris Cornell. It was Lincoln another, Park. No, no, it was another one of those Seattle grunge era. Wayne Staley. Joe Chain. Yeah, Wayne Staley. Allison Chains. Allison Chains. Right. Yeah. And so Allison Chains, he kills himself. You know, he just Staley just kills himself, and mm-hmm. then the lead guitarist, I can't think of his Jerry Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell. He comes yeah. on like a week later, and he's like, I cannot talk about the suicide off the air and i go all right 
but I can't guarantee someone's not going to call in and ask about it. And he goes, well, then I'm out. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, <laughs> no, if somebody calls and brings it up, I go, well, I can't control that. Yeah. So if they do, then you're out. So why don't you just be out, you know? Yeah, also, they're definitely going to. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a week they're, after. And, and I, I just want, I, I completely respect what you're saying. I can't control it. They're going to say they have a question about you know, breast milk, and then they're going to ask about the suicide of the lead singer. So I can't control it. I respect you. You may leave. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. And yeah. he comes in, and I was, I hated it because for me, it was just I wanted all the mic time I could yeah. get, and I didn't want to share it with the, the bands. Like, but and also there, a guy who barely wanted to be there. There was a lot of, yeah, there was a Why fair amount of that. Why was he doing press at that time? Um, that was a weird time to do press. He was working for 1-800-Flowers at the time and they forced him to go out. It's contractually it's, it's obliged. It's Valentine's Day in a week right. and we got to peddle some roses, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Get the Works fuck work. out there. I can't remember why he was there, but he was there and he didn't want to talk about... So life you know, goes on, but you know, don't ask me about it. Yeah. Right, right. Anyways, uh, well, I wrote that song. I'd rather not say. Yeah. yeah. So just doing that, just curbing. Pete Davidson be like, I'll call you not ask anything about Kim Kardashian. I can't talk about a big old butt if you guys have me on your right <laughs> I don't, hey, I don't, like? I, it was like, it, it'd be like, Monica Lewinsky can come on, but only if you talk about her handbags. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. what are we going to do? What are, yeah. I, I, you know what I say to people all the time? It's more distracting. Yeah. Go, now what's the difference between a clutch and a full blown purse? <laughs> Take your time. Be honest. Walk me through. Best, that, really walk me through. Is it. the best example of that always that classic, the Billy Bob Thornton? Oh, yeah. He's like, I don't want to talk about the acting. He's like, when you did the movie, whatever. He's like, what did I say, man? Yeah, talk I about said the country, just about man. the shitty music, right? I it's I, like I said, it's a bigger distraction. Yeah. Not you know, look. It's like who, if I broke up with my girlfriend and we were friends, and I went over to your house, and I was like, just don't bring her up. And you're like, or like if you're molested by your uncle, and it's Thanksgiving. You know, just. Before the salad what's, comes out, what hit did it. you put in the stuffing this year? Goes, Hello, is me Ricky Martin? Please don't ask me about uh, having sex with my nephew, please. I just want to be here for this quinceanera. <laughs> I do not want to talk about fucking my nephew for seven months <laughs> goes, and being jealous when he broke up with me. This is different. That's La Vida Loca. <laughs> I made two. I made sure I got two La Vida Loca jokes in on Ricky Martin. Uh, we have to go because you split up the commercial time. Fifty-two, you're out. So you got. Okay, what hell happened? yeah. So they. What? So we used to be on Comedy Central Radio. Mm -hmm. They didn't give a shit about us mm -hmm. which was bad because they would never promote us mm -hmm. but it but was if, good but it was we good go, we can go an extra hour in the show if we wanted they, right i mean like, yeah, we, yeah we go 15 over but now we're on a real radio station and they're like you're we, they dump you at 52 oh really so we have to like find out when it is because sometimes we'll be having a great conversation and then it just shuts off yeah, apathy's a double-edged sword. Yeah. <laughs> really on, on one hand, really like is. my parents were very apathetic yeah. to me growing up, and people go like, "What was your curfew? Or when did you yeah. have to? Or did you ever get in trouble for getting being a D student?" I was like, "No," <laughs> but I never got driven anywhere, yeah. and I never got cooked any meals. But it was a kind of two-way street, yeah, you know. If you could like, learn how to deal with the with the fucking hungry man's that you're cooking up I yourself. Like I didn't mind parental apathy. I really didn't. I really was like okay to be like okay, cool. I can kind of go do my thing and like my mom had. You know what I mean? Say, I didn't. Mind, I didn't really necessarily want my mom to show up for like school events Dude. or anything. Like, no, well, no. I'm, I didn't I'm overly care that they weren't there at my like baseball. I really didn't. I was the just funniest, like, oh, that I can kind of like. I'm not, there's no pressure to. I it. I know we don't have a lot of time, but Joe, when my mom started dating my dad's ex best friend, they were just mm. they were just booze up and p complete p parent parental apathy <laughs> right. to the point where one time I came home from playing in a football game <laughs> and my mom's boyfriend was like, "Where were you?" And I was like, what? He's like, you look like you're in rough shape. I'm like, yeah, we just lost 49 to nothing to Mullen. Right. And he goes, huh. 
And they just did, they didn't <laughs> if even you care. wonder why Dan needs therapy, though, it's because also in that same week, they'd have to wake up early Dude. on a Sunday to go watch his dad's best friend, now Pipe and his mom, go swim in adult in over 50 swim in leagues. In the Masters League. <laughs> really? Dude, and this guy was good. <laughs> really? So I had to like, I was cheering like against Johnny the best guy. Johnny Weissmuller. I was cheering against the best guy who was just cleaning the clocks of these other old men. Mm. And he's got the added thing of he's fucking my mom and my dad's mm. ex-best friend. It was like pure villain. He sliced through both like Echo the yeah, Dolphin, by dude, the way. Just cut through water. <laughs> he was an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. But yet he got got up early and got his training in. It's, it's like one of those, yeah, like Mickey Mantle Functional things. alcoholic. Yeah. However, he would also, uh, but they would, you said they would sometimes come to your games, but only if they had a thermos of That booze. was when I was in middle school. When I was in middle school, they'd go to my, my Pop Warner games and they'd bring a thermos of rum and Cokes and they would just get tossed by like noon. That uh, makes me laugh so hard. So thermos. I, I would walk, like... I'd walk home carrying my helmet with the pads and just mm-hmm. having them f- drunk fight in an argument on the walk back to our house. He's holding an igloo cooler. <laughs> Yeah, for real. It was just a fucking That thermos. big one. They have the one, I picture they have the one where you put, they have the spigot on it. Yeah. They're just pulling it. Are yeah, they the really? big white spigot on the top. And then they Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't, uh, they didn't judge like they do now no when way. it comes to like day drinking back then. No, so alcohol trying to get through the day. Yeah, dude. And it was also just a thing. It was like, you had the friends who both parents smoked a lot. You, the the boils. <laughs> yeah, the ones that were alcoholics. Yeah. Like you had the ones that were religious and kind of weird. And it, everyone picks that up pretty early because my friends in middle school knew, like, we can steal some of Soder's mom's booze and she yeah. won't know. That's she right. She did know. Because they saw my recycling bin. That's when recycling started. Oh, right. And you, they would see the 175s of Soco and they'd be like, damn, oh, dude, yeah. that's one lady. That's like, called a tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they call the, the business. You're really tipping your hand here, Trish. We should bring this full circle by getting a bunch of Down syndrome folks to do an intervention for your mom, dude. Watch her fucking clean their clocks, dude. Dude, that would be awesome. Just to have a bunch of it would be so adorable. She couldn't leave. It's like leaving a fucking room full of teddy bears. Goes, right. Trish, you make Dan sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me oh more. Oh my God, <laughs> what else is going on? He goes, oh, I don't know. He just loves you and wants to hug you. I could tell you the weather from every day since I was born. <laughs> Say a date. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to crack a walnut in my bare hand? <laughs> hey Trish, watch this. <laughs> I feel like you control electricity. <laughs> uh, Adam Carolla's new book, Everything Reminds Me of Something, Advice, Answers, But No Apologies, is available now at adamcarolla.com. You're a legend, Adam. Uh, I'm a huge fan. This was awesome to have you on the show. Oh, man, it was fun. Uh, uh, and uh, he's already going to be on Legion of Skanks. Just recorded an episode of that. That'll be out on uh, Monday. BigJComedy.com. He's going to be hosting the Nasty Show at Just for Laughs. At the end of the month, go to BigJComedy.com for tickets. Yeah. Uh, Dan Soder going to be at Tacoma this weekend. Check it out, dansoder.com. We love you guys. We'll love see you tomorrow. Oh, Jacob, thanks for the wrong count. Cool. Good job, Jacob. Now we look like Jacob just fucking three, assholes. two, one, and then I'm over nothing. here. I'm over here bearing my soul to Adam, and then we're like, yeah, it'd be a good. You hard made us out. look like an ass as a unit. You hey. learned nothing from running the board. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You know I'm failed. <laughs> well, you guys know as we always. Ten say, seconds left, Jacob. Now it's ten. DanSoto.com, Tacoma Comedy Guys, Club. remember to always follow the light of Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Sirius XM's Bonfire. New episodes every Tuesday through Friday mornings and full shows always on Sirius XM. A 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.